live in Tunisia and I speak English. 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 Multiply Tunisia's goal is to capture the entrepreneurial spirit of Tunisia by highlighting the influencers in its startup, social innovation, and artistic communities. We're also interested in tracking the growing impact of English on these sectors and the effects that this will have on Tunisian culture. We've had so much fun creating content for our I Speak English series, and we hope that you've enjoyed hearing perspectives about Tunisia from unique Tunisian voices. As we bring this season to a close, we thought it would be cool to hear a bit more from one of the season's contributors who uh, made I Speak English possible. Vladwell Wirawinji was with us every step of the way, collecting videos, pictures, helping to ensure that the content we produced was reflective of the creative environment of Tunisia. We invited Vladwell to the station to get his observation on some of the topics that were addressed in I Speak English. So we're here at the station with Flatwell Rawinji. Uh, Flatwell, thank you for coming down. Thank you. And uh, why don't you just uh, introduce yourself to us? Who is Flatwell Rawinji? Thank you very much, Nick, for having me at the station uh, for this episode. Uh, my name is Flatwell Rawinji. I'm a Kenyan illustrator and designer, currently based in Tunisia. I've been about I've been here for about uh, two years now. Um, I basically uh, do a bit of consultancy work um, with. Um, a studio I started last year, creative studio called Rawinji Studio, um, a studio that works with uh, change makers, uh, particularly in Africa. Most of our clients currently are in Kenya um, to create and communicate social change uh, through visual storytelling and design. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much uh, who I am. Um, uh, I think there's probably more we're going to discuss <laughs> today. Yeah, actually, uh, there's quite a lot we can discuss. Um, I know you kind of got a, a little side project going on here. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about this project that's called uh, Jenge Culture? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so there's this, so coming to Tunisia um, last, uh, I think, uh, in back in 2019 and interacting with, uh, with Tunisians uh, a little bit, I was able to get a bit of perspective about uh, the other side of Africa, uh, particularly North Africa, and I kept asking myself, um, so there are different uh, persuasions that people have um, about their society, about development in Africa, um, and there's a lot to share as Africans. Um, so could we come up with, um, uh, you know, an initiative uh, to bring us all together as Africans? And I know I'm an artist, I know I'm a designer, um, and I have a passion for social change um, in, in Africa. Um, and so uh, Jenge Culture is, is an initiative that um, we came up with uh, in Rawinji Studio to bring that to four. Uh, Jenge in itself is uh, a word coming from uh, the Swahili word to Jenge, uh, which is uh, a word that means let us build. And the idea is uh, can we work together as Africans? So it's basically a Pan-African initiative. Can we work together as Africans uh, through our creativity, through innovation, to spur social change 
and to build a new Africa, new perspective of Africa, and, and to really spur development across the continent. And that's a word you use there, Pan-Africa. That's a word that we've come across many times in our interviews with I Speak English. Uh, many of the young Tunisians that we interviewed use that word, Pan-Africa. Can you explain that a little word a little bit, unpack Pan-Africanism for us a little bit? So Pan-Africanism is, is a concept that has existed for a very long time. Um, I think um, especially from the people we refer to as the founders of, of Africa, especially those, um, you know, um, the first uh, leaders of the African continent who believed in um, the concept of Africa being united, uh, you know, the way you have United States of, of America. Um, and so Africa being united and, and, and really having that mentality of uh, Africa sharing not just a geographical space uh, or continent, but also sharing in terms of the challenges that we, we, we have as a continent and sharing in, in, in the future that we can be able to build together. And so it's a concept of, um, of, of unity, uh, togetherness. It's a concept of, um, you know, continuous development as, as, as an African community, um, uh, both the peoples and the governments um, working together to be able to build a new Africa. So, so it's, it's, a, it's an interesting concept and there, there's a lot about it. I know I may not be able to share about uh, that today. Um, but um, so that's that's really the the, the, the concept underscoring uh, Jenga culture. If you were to do a study on Africa, you would find that Africa, as a continent, as peoples, yeah. as tribes, they speak over four thousand different languages. Yeah, they are sure. present on this continent, yeah. and I see one barrier to achieving Pan-Africanism is that language barrier. Can you speak a little bit to some of the linguistic challenges that you had as a Kenyan mm -hmm. arriving and working and setting up shop here in Tunisia? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, so back in Kenya, we have, you've said about 4,000 or probably more. Back in Kenya, we have uh, 42 different languages or tribes. And uh, those are very many. And some of those tribes are related to each other, so they can kind of um, uh, understand each other when they speak their own languages. And so um, speaking just from the Kenyan perspective, um, if, if I am a Luo and I speak to, which is one of the tribes in Kenya, and I speak to someone else who is a Kikuyu, uh, which is a different tribe, we may not be able to understand each other. But I think one of the symbols of national unity, even written in our constitution, is the national language. And so in Kenya, we have two national languages, which is English and Swahili which is a great uniting factor, right? And so uh, looking at things from that perspective, we are able to hear each other and communicate with each other um, in Swahili or in English. And that means that we are able to cooperate with each other, we are able to build um, uh, you know, a community. Coming to Tunisia, um, uh, especially coming from an English-speaking country, uh, Kenya, I think that was one of the challenges that I had uh, coming into Tunisia because um, Tunisia being a predominantly Arabic or Tunzi um, and French speaking. Um, in the initial uh, couple of weeks, uh, 
of my time here, I wasn't able to get much English-speaking people. And so that was a big challenge. And when you cannot communicate, um, it's very difficult to do anything uh, with, with anyone. It's difficult to build communities. It's difficult to, you know, to, to you know, um, connect with people. And so I think language um, as an element of communication is very, very important. Um, and I think um, even as, as we, we were working together um, um, earlier about uh, this um, whole project on I Speak English, I think that's, all, that's one of the reflections I was having about the, the importance of communication, the importance of language, inspiring development, in, inspiring social change, uh, inspiring, uh, you know, cooperation between communities, between people. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think um, from my perspective of, of Kenya and, and Africa, I think there's need for a unifying uh, language uh, or, 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 you know, uh, communication, uh, you know, mechanism for us. And I'm not sure whether um, it's going to be an African language. Uh, there has been talk about making Swahili that language. <laughs> That would be pretty cool. I think I, I think we we would both like that, wouldn't we? <laughs> I would love that. Uh, I would love that. Um, but I think looking at it also from the perspective of connecting with the rest of the world, uh, this need to also consider other you know globally spoken languages. Talk of English, um, French, um, especially in West Africa, that's uh, very much spoken in that part of the world, in that part of Africa. I think that's a similar vibe that we're catching from the young people of Tunisia is that they are wanting to express who they are, yeah. which is bound up in French, it's bound up in Derja, it's bound up in their Arabic identity. But I think they're beginning to realize, and that's what we have from I Speak English, that there is a way that they can express themselves in English, mm -hmm. but still maintain that identity of their roots, what their, their roots are. Yeah. and. As we did this, I speak English. That's something that that came to me, and how yeah. it was. A, it's actually quite fun. I have one more question, and talking maybe about your perspective as the future. Uh, do you feel that the future of uh, Tunisia will be connected with English as well, from your perspective? Um, so that's an interesting question. So I haven't lived here long enough to be able to answer that question with authority. <laughs> Um, however, I think uh, it's something that um, I, would, I would encourage because I think um, I've spoken to many um, Tunisians, especially being here for now two years, the many younger Tunisians, um, and this is something also observed from my speak English. Um, and and um, even my coming, uh, you know, to, to, to connect with you as Nick uh, came from my listening to um, uh, your Multiply Tunisia podcast and really getting to understand that, oh, actually there actually, are Tunisians who speak English. And that was a great um, realization. And the more Tunisians that can speak English, uh, I think the more they are able to open themselves to um, a bigger, you know, uh, part of the world because English is spoken in many parts of the world. I mean, it's 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 among the leading um, languages globally, and so I would say that um, the role of English in uh, in 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 Tunisia is is not quite about uh, changing the culture of Tunisia. I think it's a skill. 
because um, I mean the fact that I can speak English doesn't mean I'm less African. Doesn't mean I'm less Luo. All right. Um, I, it's a skill I need to build, and I'm glad that many Tunisians, Tunisians are opening up to this, and they are learning English, they're learning French, they're learning um, Italian, they're learning uh, Spanish. These are necessary skills to be able to connect with the rest of the world. And so, if 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 Tunisia is to grow um, as as a you know as as a country, as a society, I think there's need to connect uh, more um, with with English to learn. For, 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 for its children, for its young people to, to learn the language because that's the language spoken mostly in business, um, in, in technology, it is seen, and in different spheres uh, of development. And I think if, if Tunisia is to really get into that extra age of development, I think um, that would be very, very helpful for them. Yeah. And do you find that, uh, from your perspective, that Tunisia has a positive future ahead of it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the... Oh my goodness, I've seen incredible talent in Tunisia. And so I think there's great potential here. And, and I think this potential needs to be seen by the rest of the world. I think this potential needs to be experienced by the rest of the world. And I think oftentimes that disconnect, uh, that language disconnect, communication disconnect may be the challenge. And so if more and more of these artists, these uh, entrepreneurs are able to speak uh, a language that many uh, of the, I mean, many people in the rest of the world can be able to speak, I think that connection is going to get them out there. And so there's great, there's a great future for Tunisia. I believe so. And, and I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to relate with it uh, even as I, as I work from here. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming down. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for involving Rowing Studio in this project. Multiply Tunisia is brought to you by 11 Talents. At 11 Talents, we consult, design, and multiply. Find out more by following us on our Facebook page, our Instagram feed, or by visiting our website at 11talents.com. At 11talents, we start with you.